Broadcasting from the heart of commie controlled America, the no bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Now I should have audio. Oh, there we are. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm sorry about that. Everything just seems to want to go to default today, so that's okay. It happens every once in a while. Now we have sound. If you guys can hear me, I love it. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. I hope everybody is doing well today. I hope uh, you guys had a fantastic weekend. I hope that uh, your life is looking bright and fortunate and the future is looking good. (laughs) There is a lot of things happening in the world, a lot of interesting things happening in the world. Um, well, Ben, I would I recommend you try again because I think we are good now. Uh, everybody seems to be hearing me good now. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, we are good now. Yep, we are good. I believe we are good. So if you can't hear me, just refresh. I had a, uh, I, I do the Dark Delight show in the morning. And I use a different mic for it, so I had not swapped them over, which OBS was not hooked up to the old mic, so yeah, no worries. But uh, if you are just joining us, this is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of the communist infiltration of the United States of America, of our cultural, our social, our economic, our political systems, of the rising of the World Economic Forum's global policies for change through the United Nations Agenda 2030 and Agenda 2050 initiatives, the initiatives for sustainable development, for an integrative society, for cultural Marxism to be integrated within the world infrastructure. And to do this, these people must do some very, very awful things. They have to depopulate the world, which is underway, which I never thought I would be saying um, in front of people, that uh, the world is being depopulated as we know it, which is scary and crazy and cruel, all on the same thing. You also have to have a economic destabilization, which means that at some point in time, you are going to see the whole economic system collapsed. We're going to talk about that tonight. And one indicator that this is right around the corner, which is a scary, scary part. The other part is social and cultural destabilization. And the reason that you have to have that is because they want to redesign society. Very, very similar to the Chinese population to where people acquiesce to authority, to where people don't question the rule of law. People just follow orders when told. And in order to do that in the United States of America, you have to destabilize all culture and all social infrastructure. You have to infiltrate academia. You have to start them when they're young. 
And you have to mold them into the good little communist you wish them to be. So as we look at what's unfolding in this world right now, we got to ask ourselves, are we ready for what's coming? Multiple indications from various timestamps, from decodes, we're seeing the storm is coming. The storm is approaching. The storm is here. Donald Trump was raided at Mar-a-Lago. They took a bunch of stuff, claimed he had classified nuclear documents. They're threatening him with the Espionage Act. There will be no trial when he's arrested. They came after Alex Jones, tried to bankrupt him. And soon they'll come after you and me. And I don't mean to be the bearer of doom and gloom. I don't mean to be that one out there that's like, prepare, war is coming, winter is coming. Oh, that's going to be a good, I got to get that one. Winter's coming, right? I got to get that button. But I can tell you that if you look into the world, if you look into our country, if you watch what's happening, you begin to see that something ain't right. And I can be considered the bearer of doom and gloom, and that's good. That's great. That's fine. But look with your own eyes. Go out there and make the judgment yourself. What do you see is happening? Well, a few things that I see happening is I see that people are pushing back. People are fighting back. That it appears that Donald Trump, his team, the people surrounding him, the people that work with him, whether that's the Patriots, the White Hats, whatever we want to call them, have a plan. And the plan is to win the midterms <laughs> without them cheating. At least, at the very least, that's what I'm seeing when I peek through the darkness. But on the other side of the house, into the darkness, they have a plan too. And they are executing their plan almost without flaw. And the world is in such a position right now That most people are missing it, not recognizing it, not caring about it, accepting it because it's what the social conformity is making them feel. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know how all this ends. I don't know if one day we're going to wake up and we're going to be in gulags. I don't know if one day we're going to be waking up and drinking champagne at the party because we saved America. But I do know that we are witnessing history. We are a part of history. Centuries from now, people will look back at this time. People will remember this time. They will study this time in history and maybe wonder how could human beings be so evil, so dark, 
so incompassionate. How could human beings do this to their own? They'll look back and say, a better question is, why did the masses of people allow them to? And if we look through the past, whether it's the Holocaust where millions and millions of people died, including 2.3 million or 3.2 million Jews, or it's every major rise of socialism and communism in the 20th century to where hundreds of millions of people died. The same question has to be asked is, why did the people do nothing? And if you want an answer to that question, they're not going to be able to answer that 200 years in the future, but we can answer that right now. We can answer that right now. And the reason is, is because people didn't care. People didn't want to believe that the whole world was a stage. That a few people who control almost every market dynamic on this planet would conspire against them to kill them. People don't want to believe that other people strive for greed, power, control, and authority. People don't want to believe in anything but what they convince themselves is the truth. Isn't that the truth right there? That people only believe what they convince themselves to be the truth. That's a red pill. And that's why in the 20th century, hundreds of millions of people died through the rise of communism, Marxism, to the rise of the Nazi regime and the Holocaust. Because people didn't want to believe it. People wanted to just live their life and be left alone. People wanted to just do what they wanted to do. They didn't want to deal. I'm not political. Oh, I'm not religious. I just want to be left alone. And that's all good until... It's too late until there's no one left to stand with you when you're being persecuted. And we're witnessing this right now in this time. We're we're seeing this happen right before our eyes, manifesting and unfolding right here. I would say that a good portion of America is either awoke or waking up. But out of that portion of America that's woke or waking up, how many of them will actually do something? How many of them will actually rise up to the occasion to speak their mind, to raise their voice, to scream and yell and fight for freedom? How many of them would give their life so another may be free? How many of them would risk it all 
would take that step in that journey. To help restore America to its former glory. Sacrifice. True sacrifice. Is the lifeblood of which this country was founded upon. The men and women who came before us. Who laid down their lives, their businesses, their wealth, their families. So that this country could be free. And now, we come full circle. From 1776 to 2022, we have almost come full circle to where we have a tyrannical and oppressive regime implementing their reign, formulating their coup within our country. Undermining the United States Constitution at every degree, rewriting the history books, rewriting the laws as they go along, persecuting anybody who stands up or steps out, investigating every single person who has a voice, labeling them and throwing them on a list, secretly watching them violating their Fourth Amendment. Till eventually, an orchestrated global event occurs. And they finally get the power and authority to suspend habeas corpus. To slide away the Constitution. To implement a draconian order over the United States of America through martial law. And then all those people on that list, all those people who are willing to stand up will be gone in a blink of an eye. And 200 years from now, people will look back and say, well, why didn't they do anything? The reason is, is because as much as we are in a fight and a battle to save America, we are also in a leaderless cause. I'll say it. You have very few people out there uniting the clans. You have very few people out there giving direction, organizing people. I don't care about some dude's new book. Right? We have a duty and obligation to the people of this country, to the United States Constitution, an oath. Where are the leaders? Where are the people standing up and saying, hey, let's organize events. Let's, let's get people together. Let's have a rally every weekend. Let's go out there and let our representatives know just how angry we are. Now, I'm not saying, let's go out there, let's get our guns, let's go. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. There is a time and a place for everything. The founding fathers of this country 
They gave England every opportunity to amend the crimes that they had perpetuated on the colonists. They gave them years. They put them on notice. They said, hey, this is what you're doing. Stop doing this. They said, hey, you're not stopping doing this. We're going to get mad and angry and we're going to organize against you. Then they came back and said, hey, you're still doing this. And that last time was at Lexington and Concord. And that was a shot heard around the world. Of which the British shoulder, soldier made the shot. And then you had Paul Revere's famous ride. One by land, two by sea. And see, in 2020, millions of people stood up and said, hey, this isn't right. You just stole our election. And, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. Let's just say that there was no election fraud. We know there wasn't. But let's just say there wasn't. The fact that you had hundreds of thousands, millions of people on social media, hundreds of thousands of people coming out with affidavits. I saw voter fraud. I witnessed voter fraud. There was voter fraud. We have countless amounts of evidence. That right there should make the states go, hey, look, you know what? We, we had fair and honest elections, but let's just go out there and recheck it and bring in a committee of all these people who are so angry so they can watch and observe the process and see how we check all this and so that they can be happy and they can go back to all the other people and say, hey, look, there's no, no cheating here. Not one state, not one county did that. Because they don't give a shit about the people. They don't give a shit about your power. Because for far too long, Americans have remained powerless. The federal government has gotten way too fat and plump. Way too powerful. It's time that we reorganize that power of the consent of the governed back into the states. I don't mind if a state gets powerful because there's 49 others for it to compete with. But when the federal government gets fat and bloated, too powerful and high and mighty, you better watch out because that's what our founding fathers warned us of. That is the, the thing that the founding fathers did not want to happen. They did not want in, or envision a big government. Secondly, our federal government has taken upon themselves through Congress multiple responsibilities not inherent to them through the United States Constitution. And if Judge Alito's majority opinion in the Roe v. Wade verdict is anything to us, it is a telltale sign that the Supreme Court justices know that the federal government is incredibly limited in their power of what laws that they can bring upon, upon what judgments or what restrictions that they can bring upon the people. Judge Alito said, there is nothing in the United States Constitution that states that the federal government can restrict abortion, restrict a state from doing anything on abortion. 
And the same thing goes that there's nothing in the United States Constitution that says that the federal government can take your rights away. There's nothing in the United States Constitution that says that the federal government can create laws that restrict rights, liberties, and freedoms. But yet, here we are in a society right now living where exactly that happens. Where people are persecuted. We have political injustice. We have lists being made and seconds ticking off the clock. All leading up to what's coming. You know, I was talking about it earlier in the Dark Delight show that one of the mechanisms of funding for a lot of these black intelligence structures here in the, the global community is, is human trafficking and drug trade. Uh, I was talking about the, the fallacy of the war on drugs. Um, if, if you don't know this, um, I, I served just under 10 years in the United States Navy. I did uh, narco-terrorism for the first few years of my deployments, and I learned a lot, especially I was one of the visit board search and seizure team members that would go on with the Coast Guard law enforcement attachments. Nothing spectacular, just like a security detail. But you learn a lot about what is going on out there. And uh, I remember offloading um, like 1.2 tons of cocaine um, in Mayport, Florida, just outside of Jacksonville. And we were offloading it onto a uh, semi-truck. And we were there with some DEA agents um, and a few other intelligence uh, people in the intelligence community. I was one of the people, had the clearance, able to go and do all this stuff. And uh, I was talking to the DEA agent. I said, well, what happens to all this cocaine? That's, that's a lot of cocaine, right? It's a 100% pure, uncut cocaine. And he goes, you know, that's the, that's the problem. And he goes, 95% of all this cocaine or 90% of all this cocaine will go right back to the Colombian government. And we go, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, 5% will be destroyed and the other 5% will be utilized within the United States of America and sent out to the streets with undercover agents as well as giving the drug dealers in exchange for information. I'm sitting there going, what does the Colombian government give you? And now we know. See, what happens is that we give the cocaine back to the Colombian government. The Colombian government gives it back to the cartel. And the cartel puts it right back on another boat and sends it right back to the United States of America. And see, there's this little, this little ring. Because they get to create this funding bubble of embezzlement of taxpayer dollars by what's called the war on terror. And the intelligence agencies out there get to be created, get to be funded. They get to fund black projects. They get to arm themselves to the teeth, create armies. What do I mean by create armies? Do you think that the intelligence agencies give all that cocaine back to the cartels for free? Or maybe if uh, the intelligence agency needs help overthrowing a third world, central or South American country, the cartels can step in. Maybe they need someone assassinated, the cartels step in. Maybe they need some extra money and they need some people, hundreds of thousands of migrants, move from Venezuela to the U.S. border. The cartels 
step in. Maybe they need arms and munitions moved from the middle of the United States into Mexico. The cartels step in. So see, they don't do it for free. It's kind of like a leveraged blackmail. The United States goes in there. They capture the cocaine. Now they use it as leverage against a cartel. They have the cartel do things for them. The cartel gets the cocaine back and sends it back to the United States of America, eventually making its way back on the streets. But the other part of this is human trafficking. And I know a lot of people were messaging me last week about Anne Hesch, about how this was, she was Cornelled. She was, uh, you know, she was Anthony Bourdained. <laughs> uh, she was Chester Bennington, right? Um, and I just hadn't had time to look at it last week. It wasn't on the top of my list. But I went ahead and looked at it this week or this weekend. And um, I-, I talked to my buddy. He's probably listening to this, so he's a firefighter. But I asked him about this video. Um, and... There, there, there's nothing really wrong with this video, but we're going to watch it anyway. Let, let's go ahead and check this out. Entry into the car. Um, I, and I, I am, believe me, I am listening to what these guys are talking about. Oh, maybe they're bringing them out the other side. We just can't see it because, yes, they packed, they got them out the passenger side, thank God. And we're, this is the first time we're going to see this, uh, this victim. Number one thing to notice here, that's not a body bag. So everybody claiming that she was in a body bag, she was not in a body bag. They did not declare her dead unseen. And so th- there's... So that's not a bad bag. That's just a sheet draped over her. And typically in Hollywood, when you find someone who's famous like that, who's been in an accident, you're going to cover their face up because you don't really want, um, you want to kind of retain their privacy, right? Okay. It doesn't look that good, but yeah, it does look terrible. Um, and uh, we'll just see if maybe they're just moving them out of there or if they put them in an ambulance. That's some sort of sign, but yes. So basically the activity that we were looking for, that, uh, that anxious or that quick moving, that was going on on the other side of the vehicle. Oh, my gosh. He's completely alive. Now, check this out. She sits up. And this could be from the adrenaline or what. But let me ask you this. Does she look burned? Doesn't really look burned to me. Just saying. trying to get away he was trying to get away uh, i don't know that was really really strange and that's what we love about breaking news here in los angeles now here here's something so 
I, I asked a few things because if you notice the firefighters weren't running to the ambulance. And so I, I said, uh, um, if you pulled someone out of a crash, would you just walk the gurney to the ambulance? He said, sometimes we walk the gurney to the ambulance. The medics were most likely in the ambulance setting up IV and drugs. She would have been an RSI candidate. That means that the medics would paralyze her for intubation. Um, he said, but the odd part is that she regained consciousness at all. But really odd that it occurred when it did, right before she entered the ambulance. And I agree. Um, there's a lot of odd happenings here. Um, I mean, it, people are saying that she had, uh, well, she was wearing, it looked like she was wearing a tank top. I don't think those were burns. So just my vision from it. But uh, as well, firstly, did you see the car? How did she survive in the first place? Um, the video of the car speeding. If you haven't seen this, it reminded me of something. Let's go ahead and, and see if we can play this here. You're going to see our car fly by here in a second. Now, that was odd, wasn't it? That was incredibly odd. Um, come to find out, she wasn't under the influence of alcohol. Apparently, she had uh, cocaine in her system, but cocaine don't make you do that. Makes you more alert when you're driving. But see, that reminded me of something else. And actually, I'm going to try to pull it up here. Let me, let me see if I can find it. Because I, I think this is important. To, to compare. Because there's similar things happening here. Let me see if I can find this one. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. There's a good video here somewhere. That's not the one I wanted. Hold on. I, I, I didn't have it, but... Uh... Nope, that's not it. Come on. All right. Well, we'll just play this little one right here. But uh, if you don't know what this is, this is uh, Michael Hastings, a journalist, Breibart, his vehicle. And there's an old man trying to put his vehicle fire out with a hose. And uh, his vehicle right there was traveling down that road at about 135 miles per hour before it smashed into that tree. It engulfed itself in flames. Now, the interesting part about engulfing in flames is many people said that the car exploded like a bomb before impact. Now, um, there is video out there of Michael Hastings' car flying down the road very similar that we saw Anne Hesh's car do. 
Now, if you remember, Michael Hastings is the one that broke the story on General McChrystal and who is the head of Afghanistan, got him fired, classified documents, all this stuff. Um, and basically, uh, McChrystal was the head of the CIA at the time. Oh, well, that didn't work out well for them, right? Um, and apparently, Hastings was targeted by the intelligence community and taken out. We have Paul Walker, we have Chris Cornell, we have Anthony Bourdain, Chester Bennington, Kate Spade. The list goes on. But what did Anne Hesch have to do with any of this? The girl in room 13, I think it's girl in room 13 or girl in room 18, is a documentary that is going to be airing on Lifetime. That was done by Ann Hesch. And Lifetime came out and said, we're still airing it, even though Ann passed away. Isn't it interesting that all of them are interconnected? Some way, shape, or Avicii, that's right. Um, who else? Avicii, you got... Um, there's so many more. They're all connected to human trafficking in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, Anne Heche has, has passed away. All have to do with human ha- trafficking in some way, shape, or form. And so you got to understand that the rabbit hole that the liberal Democrats are covering up right now is much deeper than you can ever imagine. Ooh, I actually have an update. Yeah, Brittany Murphy was another one. Um, Bob Saget, an update on Bob Saget. So um, a friend of Bob Saget's actually reached out to me. And uh, someone who knew Bob Saget for well over a decade. Um, and said that uh, the, the, the family believes, and, and this is what they had actually, what this person had found out, is that Bob was vaccinated and wasn't feeling well after the vaccination. And that potentially that is what happened, is that he, he died from vaccine injury. So I just wanted to put that out there because I know I've said some other things. And this came from people I know in Florida within law enforcement. But who knows what the truth is on this, right? All right. Tomorrow is a pivotal day in Wyoming. Desperate Liz Cheney appears to be headed towards a shellacking. In the Wyoming primary. I hope Liz Cheney. Loses like never before. I hope it is a clear. Indicative sign. To the liberal left. To the global community. To the political stature. In the United States of America. That there's a red wave coming. And you can't stop it. That we are going to vote every single one of you son of a bitches out that have betrayed America. That this is our last silent stand. Remember we were talking about all those people who did nothing? We are at that point where this is coming down to this last moment. Hundreds, hundred million plus Americans are pissed off. 
And if anybody out there wants to say, yeah, but you know, there's, there's 180 other million Americans that, that voted against it. No, there's actually not. 100 million people didn't vote in the last election. 70 million other people are children who can't vote. Not even counting the massive amounts of illegal immigrants. And we know right now in America, the conservative movement out of registered Republicans and conservatives is well over 100 million. And so you want to tell me that we're not the majority. Bring it. Liz Cheney, your days are numbered. You will no longer be a senator. You are going to lose your primary. And this is this next one is kind of what we want to avoid. This is not what we want to be affiliated with. This is not what we want to be doing. Um, but I don't disagree with the message they're sending. Okay? Armed Trump supporters protest outside FBI building in Phoenix following Mar-a-Lago raids. Um, not only have you had this, is you have armed Trump supporters outside of Mar-a-Lago. You've had Trump supporters say that they're arming up. They're going to head to Mar-a-Lago. They're going to form barricades. You, you have so much stuff. Okay. Taking your firearm in a st- state where it is open carry legal and going to a protest If that's what you want to do, that's on you. It's a sign of force. It's a sign that you're pissed off. You're you're giving your First Amendment right while expressing your second. I don't disagree with people doing that. Would I do it myself? No, I'd much rather have a concealed weapon. (laughs) Just just saying. Um, I don't want to be a target for some douchebag with a nail at the end of a stick. I don't want to be a target for um, mocked-off cocktails or people shooting rocks or bricks from across the road, right? That's what happens when you go to protests like that and you get anti-protests that rise up and you're carrying a weapon. You become a target. Just like, what's his name, right? Who shot the two people in Minnesota. You become a target. You bring attention to yourself. Look, America is incredibly heavily armed and trained. Any country that invades us would be dumb and just suicide. Any government, even our own, that wants to implement a draconian, tyrannical regime and transition away from the Constitution and the communism has to be the group of the dumbest people on this planet. Because ultimately, if you suspend the Constitution, if you take Americans' rights away, they will rise up with guns. Yes, Kyle Rittenhouse, Wisconsin, sorry. They will rise up with guns. And they will fight for that freedom. And that is an armed force, I'm promising any force on this planet does not want to deal with because it would be mass suicide. It would even be mass suicide for the federal government. Understand that. I know people out there like the U S army will walk right over American soul or uh, American people. No, they won't actually. For 20 years in Afghanistan, 
we didn't walk over the Taliban. All right? Think about that for a second. Russia isn't walking over Ukraine. And we're talking about America. A little bit different here. And so, if our federal government wanted to get tyrannical to the point, good luck. They will not be victorious. Because I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. See, showing up at protest armed to the teeth and like, oh, we're so mad. Nah, it's not the way they do it. They're making lists. They have lists of people. They have the naughty list. (laughs) They have the good list and they have the naughty list, right? They have the good list and the naughty list. First, they left Maryland, $1 salty, uh, staying salty in Alabama. Thank you so much, left Maryland. Gump, $1 on Rumble, 156 million people supposedly voted in 2020. There are 168 million supposedly were registered. That's 92% voter turnout. I'm not buying it. I agree. I'm not buying it either. And that's why we have panic in D.C. But I want to take this in the context. They have lists. If I asked you to make a list of all the globalists on this planet that pull the strings and call the shots. Could you be able to produce that list? Yeah. Would you be able to make a list of where those people live? Yeah, it's all public knowledge. So you're telling me, out of the 3,000 people globally that are most likely part of what we would call the cabal that are organizing the implement communism worldwide, we know who they are. We know where they live. We know where they are almost all the time. And we're just going to fight amongst each other. Just saying. And, and that's more of a warning See, we know where they live. We know who they are. And there's millions of us globally. And see, America, the global population, we won't be thrown into a civil war. We're not falling for that ruse again. Instead, is if we're prompted into a civil war with a political opposition, instead of fighting that political opposition, we will unite with them and we'll come after those 3,000 people together. And it'll be done within a day. And then we can move on about our differences. See how easy that is? And so, yeah, there might be a time for the Second Amendment. But that time is not now. The time now is to understand that there is a massive red wave coming and that there is panic in D.C. That these people are scared. I, I don't know any more backstory on this one that man killed himself after ramming into the U.S. Capitol barrier. Apparently his car was on fire. He gets out, shoots some rounds into the air and uh, he shoots himself. Um, don't know if there is any more to this, don't know who the man was, but I did find it interesting that we're seeing a lot of preparation, in a sense, for false flags. 
Let's move on here. DOJ moves the block release of Mar-a-Lago probable cause affidavit. <laughs> the Justice Department said in a court filing they opposed the release of an affidavit related to the FBI raid of former President Donald Trump's Florida state. The department argued that the release of the affidavit would cause significant and irreparable damage to its ongoing criminal investigation. You know why? Because there was no probable cause. That's why. Disclosure of the government's affidavit at this stage would also likely chill future cooperation by witnesses uh, whose assistance may be sought as this investigation progresses, as well as others in high-profile investigations. Yeah. So uh, the affidavit of probable cause, it has no probable cause on it. That's why they're not releasing it, because they know once they do, they're fucked. Judicial Watch will get it. So we've heard the rumors that someone leaked this to the FBI. I wonder who that someone was. Jared Kushner? <laughs> Trump's niece claimed Jared Kushner may be Mar-a-Lago mole who tipped off FBI to classify docs. He must be the most hated guy in the Trump family. Like, look at that, that, that pug face. He looks like uh, a Michael Myers wannabe, doesn't he? He looks like he just was not liked when he was a kid. Got all the money in the world. Why don't people like me? We'll just marry you into the Trump family. Thank you. So, Mary Trump points the finger at Jared Kushner as the Trump world mole. And she did this on uh, Mike Singleton's podcast there. Uh, why does that not surprise us? Because Ivanka and Jared... Um, were 2017 and 2018 attendees to the Bilderberg Group meeting. Hmm. Interesting. Have they weaponized Ivanka against Donald? Possibly. Who knows? Or was Ivanka and Jared Donald's mouthpiece? I don't know. But Jared, you know, the guy who owns 666 Park Avenue or 666 Fifth Avenue in New York City, whatever that is. Um, I think he's a I think he's a piece of shit, honestly. So I don't doubt that he would do something like this, but maybe he did it because he had that rapport with the FBI, right? He had the rapport with the FBI, and they wanted to set up the FBI, so they needed someone the FBI could trust, so they sent Jared in. And maybe leak something. Jared, guess what? Oh, there's a box of classified nuclear materials. And you remember how they do this? If you remember a few years ago when we were talking about this, how do you get a mole out of the White House? You, you take the, the people that you suspect and you tell them all a lie. Each one of them, you tell a different lie to. Then, when that lie shows up in the mainstream media, <clears throat> you know who the mole was. See how easy that is? And so you go out there and you tell 10 people 10 different lies. And then all of a sudden in the media, you get three news stories about three lies. You know who your moles are. That's what they just did to Jared. Pretty sure. Trump's lawyer had told the Justice Department that the classified material had been returned. And as per Trump, the classified material had been returned. Okay. So what does that mean? Well, it means that they're coming after Donald Trump for the Espionage Act, obstruction of justice. 
Unsealed FBI raid warrant shows that former President Donald Trump argued that apparently sensitive records had all been declassified before being taken to his Mar-a-Lago estate, where on Monday a team of FBI agents seized 46 items. Now, I love how they say it here. Trump claims the records were declassified. The president of the United States can declassify anything he wants. Understand that. Magic wand. Declassified. 11.59. 30 seconds to go. So they were declassified. Except they probably reclassified them after O'Biden came in, right? Now, according to the seven-page file, the former commander-in-chief is being investigated for infractions against 18 U.S. Code 793 for gathering, transmitting, or losing defense information, 18 U.S.C. 2071 for concealment, removal, or mutilization, and 18 U.S.C. 1519, which lists destruction, alteration, or falsification of records in federal investigations. A penalty for such violations can include fines and a prison sentence up to 20 years. Well... There is something else I wanted to play here. There it is. All right. How about this? This is uh, Michael Hayden, the former director of the CIA. Sounds about right. This is uh, Michael Beschloss. Rosenbergs were convicted for giving U.S. nuclear secrets to Moscow and were executed in 19. 19- 53. And Michael Hayden comes out and says, sounds about right. I don't need to open that. Which means that he's basically saying he endorses the executing of Donald Trump under the Espionage Act. Now, I've seen a lot of people come out and said, they're going to try, they're going to execute Trump and they're going to make him a martyr. Nah, I don't think they're going to make him a martyr. I, I think what they're trying to do is eliminate Trump as fast as possible. I think if Trump is arrested and shackled, that he'll be Oswald, right? Think about it. That's the only way you're going to get him is when he's under their custody and in their power, he's going to be Oswald by a Jack Ruby. Best way to do it. And would that make Trump a martyr? Yeah, but you're not going to have to wait for the midterms to get retaliation. You're not going to have to wait till 2024 to get retaliation from that, which a lot of people are saying, like, oh, they're going to make him a martyr in 2024. He's going to sweep it. No, 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 no. Trust me. The moment Trump's arrested, you're going to have massive civil unrest across this country. You're going to see people you've never heard of rising out of the shadows going... I'm done with this bullshit. You remember the, that, that meme about the people who wanted to just be left alone? That's what you're in store for if Trump is arrested pre-midterm elections. Trump comes out today and says that the FBI has taken three of his passports during the Mar-a-Lago raid as he warns the agency terrible things are going to happen if it doesn't cool down its actions. Now, What's cool about this? Well, I had actually pulled up Donald Trump. And we can go through some of this stuff. And look at him right here. The 2022 red wave was losing steam. Then the Mar-a-Lago raid changed everything for voters. We're going to look check that out here in a minute. 
But uh, there were some interesting things happening with Donald Trump's tweets or truths today. And I showed a few of them. Um, and then I came across this one. And this dude absolutely nailed it. Now, before I show you this one, I want to go down here and give some context. DeKine right here posted this whole this whole thread. All right, Donald Trump reposted this one right here. Okay? And we can see that if we go to the beginning right here, Donald Trump retruthed right there, okay? The naked the naked collusion to commit treason Espionage, sedition, etc., against the POTUS and the American Republic is now apparent. The Obama administration recklessly conspired with the U.S. intelligence agencies, various British intelligence agencies, and other foreign agents to sabotage the 2016 U.S. presidential election and fabricated a fake Russian collusion story to cover up the unparalleled crime spree. All right? And then they show the two memes, which I believe are from Real Raw News, but whatever. But Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Okay. Now... If we go back, this gets good, guys. This gets pretty good. And we start looking at what was going on with Trump's tweets. Now, remember the other day, the timestamps all said misspellings matter, right? Misspellings matter. We remember this. All right. So, today, Donald Trump did... The Afghan disaster of exactly one year ago was the most embarrassing, incompetent, and humiliating event in the history of the United States. Not the fact that we left. I was the one that got our soldiers countdown to 2,000 in preparation for leaving. But the way they left, taking the military out first, 13 dead soldiers with many badly injured, leaving many Americans behind, and giving the enemy over $85 billion, misspelled, missing the R, worth of the best military equipment in the world. Okay, then... Before this, he says, Republicans can win many additional seats, both in the House and Senate, because of the strong backlash over the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Missing an R in Mar-a-Lago. Polls are showing that some lost Republican territory over the last number of weeks has been more than made up. Okay. Well, then we have, wow, in the raid by the FBI at Mar-a-Lago, they stole my three passports. One expired along with everything else. This is an assault on the political opponent at a level never seen before in our country. Third world. Okay, so if you take the delta between these two posts, you get three hours and 13 minutes. <clears throat> three hours and 13 minutes. Remember Trump had two typos, missing ours? Q post, 313. What was the U.S. Secret Service code name for Hussein? Kill brackets. R. Look at that. There's your missing letter. Define. They knew all along. Expand your thinking. Renegade. A person who deserves or betrays an organization, country, or set of principles they always knew. <clears throat> what was the post that he posted the day before? Reposted the day before? Exactly that. And then this other one, 313. Interesting, isn't it? How all that just seems to fit together. I, I have some more pertaining to this. This was a good one. Uh, he said, America has never been, never suffered this kind of abuse in law enforcement for the FBI to raid the home of the 45th president of the United States. 
he leaves off TH. He forgets the TH after 45 and then calls himself right here. And was both unannounced and done at the same time when the president was not even present. He's calling himself president right here. I find that fairly interesting. Republicans could win many additional seats, both in the House, and this is where he calls it Matalago. And so I also look at this in the sense of 38, right? Q38, timestamp 1315. Now, I look at various sequences within this. So prepare messages of reassurance based on what was dropped here and spread the different platforms to calm before the storm. I think that's completely relevant, especially if we're going to have some drops coming up here. And then 1315, the rig system, they don't want you to turn over documents to Congress. What are they afraid of? Why so much redacting? Why so much unequal justice? At some point, I'll have no choice but to use the powers granted by the presidency to get involved. And I just found it interesting that the post before he was calling himself president, and then that one has that timestamp. Now, this one was interesting. If, if we recognize this one with the, uh, the other um, spelling, right? Billion dollars missing the R. Trump posted this this morning. The timestamp was 10.02, misspelled dollars. Dollars is missing an R, and he added an E. Um, you put those together, you get 185. Uh, 185, Q post 10.02, firstly, is symbolism would be their downfall. Money, we're talking about dollars, right? Power, influence, the bite that has no cure. And then 185 is Rothschild symbolism. There are no coincidences. And how all this just relates and integrates together like that is just absolutely freaking unbelievable. And so there's our, our little cue for the day. I love cue. And I'm hoping that uh, we get some more posts. I'm hoping that cue jumps out and starts posting some more. That'd be great. And this is the article we just saw a minute ago. FBI rate boosted MAGA voting fury. Two former police officers involved in the George Floyd. Oh, that's not, that's not, that's, yep, sorry. That was a headline. Uh, the quickie uh, Truffelgar Group Convention of States Action Poll following Monday's FBI raid of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago winter home boosted voter enthusiasm among Republicans and independents, most of whom believe the search was politically motivated to punish the 45th president. And so the FBI raid, the tally here, does the FBI raid on the President Trump increase your motivation to vote in the 2022 election? 76.7% of Republican voters believe Trump's political enemies are behind the FBI raid on Trump's private home. 14.6% believe it was the impartial justice system at work. 8.7% are just fucking idiots. 53.9% of independent voters believe Trump's political enemies are behind the FBI raid on Trump's private home. 35.3% believe it was just impartial justice, uh, justice system at work. And 10.8% are fucking idiots. 83.3% of Republican voters say the FBI raid on Trump uh, has increased their motivation to vote in the 2022 election. 71% of independent voters say the Trump raid on the, uh, the FBI raid on Trump has increased their motivation to vote. So that is a massive, massive uh, amount of, uh, of sentiment that is coming out right now. Um, Fox News is facing a uh, First Amendment lawsuit here, the defamation suit uh, from Dominion Voting Systems against a few of their hosts, uh, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, uh, Maria Bartiramo. Um, and this is like a $1.6 billion case against Fox in Delaware uh, for libel. Um, and it would be interesting because I hope that Fox actually comes out and has 
gathered some evidence to go back and, and show them and be like, nah, dude, listen, we were right. But I don't think so. I think Fox will just pay it and say, get out of our face. China shocks with rate cut as data shows alarming slowdown. Um, a few things here on China. That's not the one I wanted. Chinese dream of home ownership is curbing the economy could go with it. Um, so what happened in China? So China right now has extended again its drills around Taiwan, is still doing the same thing around Taiwan. Uh, the rumor on the street, if you didn't listen to Friday's show, was that China was basically given an ultimatum by Switzerland and Liechtenstein, which are havens for um, tax havens and wealthy people to store money, that Switzerland and Liechtenstein would release all the amounts of wealth, basically disclose it to the Chinese population if they invaded Taiwan, and so of the CCP. So the CCP members' wealth would be disclosed to the people of China, which would most likely cause unrest, especially during a massive economic decline, and this is one of the reasons that China has not gone into Taiwan. Um, do I still believe they? Oh, yes, I do. I think they're going to do it. Um, I think that they're going to see. I think more so China's going to go into Taiwan um, before November if they believe that there truly is going to be a red wave and they can't stop it. Because a strong Congress and Senate with Joe Biden getting impeached is not a good position China wants to be in. And I think we can all understand that. And so that means that, you know, in five years, they won't have the opportunity to go into Taiwan. Two years, nope. One year, nope. They need to do it now. So that's my thoughts on that. Uh, on the economic outlook, this is one thing that we need to keep in mind. If you haven't seen the movie Big Short, I think Jason's going to be watching it tonight. I might actually take a watch of it tonight. Uh, Big Short investor Michael Beery dumps stock portfolio after market crash warnings. This is freaking interesting, guys. Michael Beery, Scion's Capital Management, dumped his entire stock portfolio in the second quarter as the Big Short hedge fund legend stepped up his warnings about the looming stock market crash a filing showed Monday. If you don't know who Michael Berry is, there's a movie, I think you can get it on Netflix, called The Big Short. It's about the 2008 housing market collapse that this guy, Michael Berry, right here, Warned everybody about two years before it happened. He saw it. He knew it was coming. This guy's a mathematical genius. He went out there and nobody cared. Nobody wanted to listen. So he used Scion Capital to go out there and take short positions against all the banks, buying up the short positions. He got a lot of ridicule. And flack from his investors, but ended up winning. And ended up shorting all the whole housing market and making billions of dollars. So, this is where it gets interesting. And I want you to remember everything I've said before. So, the holdings were only worth a cumulative $165 million at the end of the first quarter. Uh, Burry's firm ended the second quarter with one, just one stock holding. He's holding just one stock. He dumped his entire portfolio, but he has only one stock. Scion added 501,000 shares of Geo Group, 
a Florida-based company that invests in and operates private prisons. So this guy dumps Apple, Google, Tesla, all of his tech stocks, all his bio stocks, and invests in a private prison and says, the market's about to crash. The market's about to crash and he invests in a private prison company. Think about the logic here. What is he trying to tell you? He, he can't say it. I've, well, he, Michael Berry wouldn't, Burry wouldn't care about saying it. But I think he's trying to hint towards something. The economy's going to crash. Shit's going to get tyrannical. People are going to get put in gulags. That's what that sounds like to me. I don't know about you. That, that absolutely, Karen, that should tell you something. At the same time, the IRS is amassing its own army while the Federal Reserve intensifies the inflation tax. I covered it this morning that uh, Congress has a panel or a committee, and it's made up of about three or four Democrats. I think Raskin's on that. Um, and this, this committee reviews every single bill that comes through to determine the tax burden on the American people. Well, they went through the Inflation Reduction Act and they issued their summary response. The problem is, is nobody in the mainstream media cared to report on it. And they said that the blunt of the tax increase is going to hit the people making under $200,000 a year. And you remember how the Congresswomen and, and men stated this? Remember how Jean-Pierre stated this? There will be no new taxes. Of course there's not going to be new, new fucking taxes. You're raising existing taxes. See how they use that word magic? And they're going to weaponize the IRS. They're going to weaponize the DOJ. They're going to throw people in private prisons. Private prisons, not public. Mm-hmm-hmm. So, uh... A very promiscuous gay couple um, had butt sex and got monkeypox and then gave it to their dog. Now, I don't know if you're wondering the same thing I'm wondering. But doctors are saying that they gave it to the dog because of bed sheets. Uh, I don't know. As far as I know, there's only one way you give monkeypox. That poor dog. That poor dog. Around 30% of young people who get jabbed for COVID suffer heart damage, a new study has found. I think we actually touched on this last week. Um, a, uh, a new research out of Thailand found that every uh, that out of 10 children who get vaccinated the, uh, of COVID-19, Three of them end up developing heart problems as a result. Research looked at 301 students from two different schools, all between the ages of 13 and 18 at the time they got injected. All of the students received Pfizer's BioNTech's messenger RNA injection. The children were generally healthy, with only a few having minor pre-existing conditions such as asthma or allergic rhinitis, which, quite frankly, were probably caused by other vaccines they received earlier in their life. 
After the students received the second in injection of the Pfizer, researchers conducted laboratory tests to establish a baseline. Then they followed up three days, seven days, and 14 days post-injection. What they found is 29% of the youth suffered cardiovascular damage as a result of the shots, including heart palpitations, chest pain, and shortness of breath. Quadruple vaxxed Pfizer CEO tests positive for COVID. Of course he does. And he's got a reptile in his throat. I don't know if you've seen that video with his throat, but there's something definitely going on with Albert Burla. Um, and so, yeah, it's pretty, uh, well, you know, I'm getting COVID too, and I'm quadruple vaxxed. What well, means the vaccine doesn't work? That, that, that's really what it means. Uh, potentially moving to Minnesota. So I found this one interesting. Minnesota Teachers Union demands white teachers get fired first. So all these teachers get to be members of a union and they all these liberal white teachers go out there and they they push for we want equality and general gender diversity and we want DEI. And they elect this diversified board to their uh, to their uh, to their unions and they're like, yay, we won. And then those unions come out and say, yeah. Hey, all you liberal white women that just put us all in the power and fought for everything that was in there, you're getting fired first. (laughs) I kind of think it's funny. It's like irony. Wait, what do you mean I'm getting fired first? I fought for you. Yeah. And you're white. Now get out. But no, I'm just like you. No, you're not. You're white. You got privilege. You got privilege, lady. But I, but I'm, I'm, uh, oh, become the victim of your own crime. That's what this is all about. World Economic Forum article calls artificial intelligence to monitor disinformation and hate and speech. And this is what we know is coming. That big tech is watching you. Big tech is listening to you. Big tech is coming for you. They're going to utilize artificial intelligence to basically run the global surveillance state. Guess what? It already does. How many times do you, see, do you see ring doorbells? All of a sudden being utilized in police investigations and all this Anne Hesha stuff, right? The whole world is connected. Artificial intelligence is, is gathering, collecting, and disseminating, and analyzing all of this data. All right. And then we have uh, this this fucking douchebag. This is uh, Yaval Noah Harari. We don't need the majority of the world population, he says. We don't need we don't have to speculate about the fate of globalist envision for those they deem disposable. They're telling us openly. In a recent interview, World Economic Forum advisor and Israeli-born homosexual Yaval Noah Harari made the bold statement that we just don't need the vast majority of the population in light of technologies that make humans redundant in military and economic terms. This was during a TED Talk. So if you, like, sponsor TED or give TED money, just just stop. Tell them that you you disagree with uh, Yuval Noah Harari there. And then we had the the UN talking about this. A nuclear war could starve billions, but one country may be safer than the rest. And there was actually an there was a blog article or something that came out. There it is, right there. Uh, no, that's not it. But there was there was an article that came out from uh, one of the, like the mainstream 
media channels. And they were talking about how a nuclear war could help save the world by reducing the global population by 80%. That, that's the mentality of these people. This is how they think. You know, if we just had one nuke planted right and just, just, just took out 80% of the people, then everything would be okay. Just, just tell me before it happens. And guys, this is where we're headed. We're, we're headed towards this world. We're headed towards this craziness. This is the world we live in. Actually, you know what? There's a great song for this one. I'll just play this. Why not? Can you guys hear that? Can you guys hear this playing in the background? The Eastern world, it is exploding. It is. Violence flaring, bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not for voting. You don't believe in war, but what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has bodies floating, but you tell me. I had to. I'm sorry. Um, but but it, it's the truth, isn't it? I, I mean, we're, we're getting there, right? Like, all I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. This is where we're at, guys. The journey's been great. The journey's been fun. It's been interesting. And I do believe that we come out victorious in this. I do believe that God wins. I do believe that there is a plan. I think that this plan is going to be hinged around the, the Trump arrest, how it happens when it happens, what comes from it, the reaction of the global population from it, the reaction. How many times this week did Trump say the world is watching? I counted three times Trump said the world is watching. The whole world is watching. The whole world is watching. Remember? There's one post I wanted to look up. What was it? Oh, I just had it on the tip of my tongue before I went back to the world was watching. Damn. Oh, that's what it was. I found this interesting. You know, Donald Trump mentioned passport today, right? He talked about three passports, and that made me think of this. You know what this is. Passport approved to be flagged effective 1030 at 1201 a.m. Expect massive riots organized in defiance and others fleeing the U.S. to occur. U.S. militaries will conduct the operations while National Guard activated. I want you to stay with me for a second on this one. HRC extradition already in motion, effective yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run. Donald Trump mentioned passport today. In that, he mentioned 3-1, right? 3-1, first Q post. Right after, password mentions one. Uh, I've said that potentially they will arrest Trump on 11-3. Um, we know that if they arrest Trump, there's going to be mass riots. And I've said this before in the sense of Q posts is that 
people and times can be changed or interchangeable. What if this wasn't Hillary Rodham Clinton? Just replace it with DJT extradition already in motion, effective yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run. Passport approved to be flagged, effective 10.30 at 12.01 a.m. 10.30, three days before 11.03. Expect massive riots organized in defiance and others fleeing to the U.S. to occur. U.S. militaries will conduct an operation while National Guard is activated. Why? Because they will have to declare martial law in that event that an arrest warrant, an um, indictment comes out for Donald Trump. They will flag his passport. They just took his passports. They will flag his passport. 1030 seems like a great time to do it, especially if they want him arrested on 11-3. I'm just saying, what if we are dealing with some spooky time travel? Like, just like how all this adds up. What, what if that was it? Just think about the possibility. Not saying... Oh, I do think that there will be mass riots if Donald Trump is arrested. I'm telling you, there will be mass riots if Donald Trump is arrested. If an indictment comes out for Donald Trump, you will, you will see a hammer come down. As well as I think John Durham is about to make some moves, I think there's going to be some moves this week as well. From uh, sources that we've heard, is there's going to be some information being dropped in the next few weeks um, and some really crazy information. I'm not saying that there's time travel, dude. I'm being sarcastic. I'm saying this is like some weird, wacky time travel stuff, right? Like what if that post was actually swapped out and meant DJT and that it actually does happen? Then you have to consider it. Then you have to consider it. Listen, uh, guys, thank you for the battle of the streams for everybody on D live pilled and rumble who helped donate and support the red pill project. Uh, multiple other ways to support us as well. Uh, redpills.tv slash go or givesendgo.com slash redpills. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. I love you guys. You guys are all amazing. Uh, every single one of them. Um, you guys appreciate all the support. We were talking about this, reminiscing about a lot of this today, and you guys are just absolutely awesome. We got some of the best audience members in the world uh, here on this platform. Uh, planning a podcast with Mel K here very, very shortly. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to be on a podcast this Saturday. I'll get the details out once I get the information. We're going to be, uh, me and David Whitehead will be discussing Flat Earth on another person's podcast. Uh, tomorrow uh, on Patriot Party Pack podcast, I'll be uh, co-hosting with V. Lynn. And so you can join in on that tomorrow as well. Dark Delight Show in the morning and then the After Dark Chat after the Daily Dose. I hope all of you guys have a fantastic evening. Thank you so much for joining me tonight and spending your evening with me. Uh, Trump, I, I agree, Bart, 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 Bartolio, 67. I agree, 100%. 100%. Trump is not the hill to die on. I agree. Not talking about me. Not talking about you. Just remember that. Talk about everybody else. Much love, guys. God bless you. Take care. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow.